Welcome back, Bills fans, fans of the game, fans of football. It's your boy, Reg, Jeremy Mountain here. We're back with another episode of Blue Mafia. I appreciate you guys coming back around town. You know what it is. We got a W under the belt for 2022. Big victory. Your boy was wrong on his prediction. We're going to talk about why. We're going to reshift, recalibrate. I'll give you that. Five things to look at, to watch for, to think about this week. A little bit of a schedule change. Last year we did the pod on Saturday mornings. Not enough time. Not enough time to give you guys a little bit of time to burn. Think about it. Reflect about it. So, we're shooting on a Monday night here. 6.30 p.m. New Monday Night Football here at Blue Mafia. So we're going to give you some more time to ingest. You know, I've heard some people watching on the telly. Leave me in the background. You know, while you're doing the dishes. Maybe put me on in the uh, in the car. On the Apple CarPlay. We're wherever you listen to podcasts, baby. Reg and Zoo Podcast Network. I appreciate you guys listening as always. So, we'll get right into things. I got a few points to make here in the beginning about winning quarterback play. I'm going to observe some paychecks. And we're going to observe the top 10 highest paid quarterbacks and the win-loss record they had this week. It's only week one, but demonstrates what winning quarterback play and we're gonna also talk about coaches a couple new coaches shining bright and then i'll give you my five things to watch for this week heading into the titans game i'll give you my final prediction shortly before the game on the blog at bluemafia.com but i'll give you five things uh some things that we looked at that we look for we'll grade josh allen we'll grade booth watch Lots of fun on the Bills front. And then, as you know, we're going to do next five, top five quarterback matchups of the week with huge implications. So let's go. Let's do it. So I've got a little point to make about winning quarterback play. The NFL is more talented than it ever has been. Guys are training younger. Hits are not as hard, but hits are absolutely ruthless. A couple guys went down to injury. But my big point this week on the opening hot route segment is you don't need to have the highest paid quarterback in the history of the NFL to win a football game on Sunday. And I was thinking about this, and I did a little bit of preparation for you guys for this pod. Not too much, but just a little bit. And I wanted to look at a couple things. First thing I thought was, for one, maybe Kevin O'Connell is the reason why the Rams were so good last year, at least offensively. Because, damn, did they look good. New coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, not a fan favorite. With the young man like Justin Jefferson and a young, handsome Ken Doll like Kevin O'Connell. 
I expect Kirk Cousins' stock to go up. Now, Kirk Cousins once was one of the highest-paid quarterbacks back in his Washington days. Mike McDaniel spent a little bit of time in Washington. Mike McDaniel also won a game this week. His quarterback, Tua Tuggy, one of the most controversial faces in the league. Nice guy, so controversial. Love him or hate him, he's not afraid to go out there and play football, even if his father made him play left-handed. Another quarterback that won this week, Carson Wentz. Nobody wanted Carson Wentz. Another quarterback that won this week, Mitch Trubisky. Sent to pasture in Buffalo, had a little fun, partied with Josh Allen a little bit. Beat out Kenny Cabbage Patch Hands, Chris Pine. Pickett. Mitch won a game this week. Another guy. Danny Dimes Jones. Winning quarterback. This week at least. Another guy. I got eight here. Write him down. Justin Fields. Everybody wrote off the Bears. Everybody said they were going to suck. New coach, Dan Eberflees. I like him. The first time I saw him speak the other day, I, th- I thought I thought that he had a really good attitude and I liked all the things he had to say. I think that he's going to make that franchise a franchise with a future. Two more here. If you're keeping track at home, we've got Cousins, Wentz, Tua, Mitch, Danny Dimes, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. Watch out for those Eagles. And last one, Jacoby Brissett. Those eight guys won this weekend. Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Tua Toga Viola, Viola, Mitch Trubisky, Danny Jones, Justin Fields, Jacoby Brissett, Jalen Hurts. So I was thinking about that. I'm driving into work and I'm like, man, what a week for football. But what a week for guys that got written off. And I started railing off some of the top guys. So I'll go through them here pretty quick. Rodgers. Wilson. He's playing tonight. Kyler. Watson didn't play. Mahomes. Josh Allen. Those guys both won. Stafford. Dak. Goff. Those are the top 10 highest paid quarterbacks as of right now in the NFL. Rodgers, Wilson, Murray. Watson did not play. Mahomes, Allen, Carr, Stafford, Dak, Goff. With two do-not-plays out of the top ten highest-paid quarterbacks, at least for week one, it's very early. 
says something about who's got reps this time of the year. But out of the top 10, Allen and Mahomes were the only ones to win in week one. Two and six for the top 10 highest paid quarterbacks in the league. And just for one last tidbit on winning quarterback play, I'm just going to give you what number ranking of payment the previous list that I gave you is. Kirk Cousins, 11th highest paid quarterback in the league. Carson Wentz, 12th. Hmm. Not bad. Tua, 23rd. Mitch Trubisky, 25th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Danny Dimes, 29th highest paid. Justin Fields, 31st highest paid. Jacoby Brissett, 32nd highest paid quarterback. And coming in at it, the ultimate winning quarterback rate, Jalen Hurts is the 56th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And do you hear Jalen Hurts talking about how much he gets paid? That's winning quarterback play. We'll be right back with the five things you got to keep your eyes peeled on the field for with the Buffalo Bills. I appreciate y'all listening. We'll see you on the other side for the Buffalo Bills. Well, your boy was wrong about the opening Bills game. I had the Chiefs 44, Bills 29. Uh, just forecasted this Rams team to be just as good, if not better, than they were when we last saw them last season. But I was sort of mistaken as to what that final recollection of the Rams really was because if I think back now that I saw what I saw with the Rams that's all they really were in the Super Bowl was Cooper Cup and nothing else after Odell Beckham got hurt and I have Allen Robinson in fantasy and I fully expect him to find some kind of a role within the Rams offense moving forward but wow that was odd um really really odd to see that just bad energy right off the bat, game one. But here's my five things that I see, saw and want to see. Von Town, number five. This is Von Town now, going downtown Von Town. The dude looks absolutely staggering. Uh,. I think I heard him make somewhat of a little joke about how he didn't really practice in L.A. LA. But I think this is the best I've ever personally thought that he looked. Because even when he first came into the league, I thought he just looked undersized and green and fast. But now he looks like a man on a mission. A man who has probably made some mistakes off the field and learned some things because he has some form of wisdom and service behind that young, raw, fast energy, but he still has that young, raw, fast energy, and it's maximized with a sort of martial arts-like thinking process that you can tell he's one step ahead thus far, at least, and we'll see how good that Rams offensive line really is. 
But as far as Von Miller goes, he gets an A-plus in his debut from Blue Mafia. Number four, uh, Booth Watch. Ken Dorsey Booth Watch. Each week, I'm going to give you my Booth Watch grade, and that means what do I think the offensive staff did to put Josh Allen and the rest of the offense in a position to succeed. So for Booth Watch, in terms of creativity on Dorsey, I think that he was exactly what he needed to be. Um, I thought he could have been a little bit more creative in choosing to hand the ball off a little bit more, uh, take the ball out of Josh's hands once in a while. But we see that Josh is not going to be able to retard his savagery. So one thing that I will be looking for Dorsey to do in a way is, unfortunately, especially later on in the season when some of these games aren't as challenging, is to take the ball out of Josh's hands. Now, that being said, Booth Watch is becoming a weekly segment primarily due to the fact that this is a Super Bowl year, so I want to have a record of how this looked, felt, but also we have five huge games in the next five weeks. Five challenging games in the next five weeks. So I'll be doing Booth Watch every week, and going back to my grade, creativity, uh, give them about a B minus, Productivity, I'll give them about B plus, and effectiveness, I will give him an A minus. So there's your booth watch grades for week one, heading into week two. Now number three, we got the general Josh Allen and his grade for the week, and we'll break down the quarterbacks mind. Mechanics and Moxie. That's my 3M's peak methodology. So, mind. How was Josh Allen's mind this game? What do you think? Let me know in the comments. But I thought he looked like he was ready to have some fun. I think that he looked like he wanted to get out there and hit someone, literally. Uh, as we saw him do that several times. Uh, I thought that he looked like he was prepared. He looked quick. He got the ball out very quickly. His mechanics, especially in short interior throws, has significantly, once again, improved. Um, the time that it's taking him to get it from catch to release is seeming to continue to speed up. And that means that his mind is working faster and he knows before the snap where he wants to go with it, which is clearly a good sign. Um, mechanics. I thought that his mechanics were good. Um, I think that there's clear study in what he does, but I think that the mind comes before the mechanics for a reason in the my mountain methodology. But his mechanics, if you think back to when he first started till now, 
you wouldn't even necessarily know it was the same player if he put on, you know, a visor and a different number and a different town. But somebody, I think, on the telecast said, are we watching Tom Brady? And people who know me know that back in 2019, I saw that in him in his future that once he figures it out, he's going to put this barn ball into a proactive state where the barn ball isn't going to be just trying to hit a target sitting on a hay pile of hay, but he's actually going to be planting crops and doing the work in the off season to know what he's got to do when it matters so that he can reap a championship. So mind, I'll give him an, a minus mechanics. I'm going to give him a B because get down, Josh, all the smiling and laughing is great for TV, but it's going to be a matter of time before those hits start to really hurt. Mechanics. We'll give him the B and Moxie on the other side to see if, freaking quarterback that big take those kind of shots and just continue to get up laughing like a drunk dude at a barn party gotta give him the A plus on the moxie on prime time because he was literally perfect he did his job step one you can't have moxie if you don't do your job he did his job well and he did his job looking like he knows how to do it, a.k.a. looking good. So we'll give him an A-plus on Moxie. So overall, that's about A-minus for Josh Allen here at Blue Mafia for week one. Now, let's do a quick preview of the Titans. Down the road later this week, I will give you my weekly article. I'm toning it down a little bit on the writing so I can get these pods out earlier in the week. A little bit toned down on writing. I'm going to try and save a little bit of that for my work energy. But um, I will give you my pregame dump each week where I'll sort of forecast what I think the game is going to look like so that you can take your you know, your butterflies sort of in the beginning of the first uh, pregame dump article of this week. Was this article is for you out there, Bills fans, with butterflies and anxiety and nerves before game time that's what the pregame dump is all about is to give you what i really think is going to happen where i really think is this is what's going to happen so you can either read it so you have some idea and you feel better about it or you can read it so that you can shit on it talk shit about it and turn your fear into confidence so Previewing the Titans, I'm going to give you a couple guys that you got to keep your eyes peeled on the field for. As we're holding our breath and hoping that Josh Allen doesn't get hurt, a couple guys on defense, Kevin Byard, number 31. Keep your eye out for him. He's a very talented safety, one of the highest paid, highest talented, highest skilled safeties in the league. couple of mean old linebackers obviously the titans are coached by mike vrabel mean old linebacker uh bud dupree number 48 you might remember him on the steelers always gave us a problem and zach 
Cunningham, one of Blue Mafia, Jer here's favorite unsung heroes around the NFL. Unfortunately, he's on the Titans now. I was hoping the Bills might be able to get him, but number 41, Zach Cunningham, guy flies around. And then obviously, uh, Tart, large, large man up in the middle. He's going to be trying to stuff Josh, Josh Allen's hole all morning and night. Uh, night game obviously on Monday night long ways away a full week but you have a full week to digest this and think about this also Taylor Luan love him or hate him he's kind of cool off the field it seems but he's also disgustingly gross on and off the field those guys you got to kind of just look out for and then a couple guys that I actually do kind of like beyond uh, the people that you may know. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard, number 40. Obviously, if you're on your fantasy boards, you probably saw him in the uh, free agency, but he had a really big role last last week for them or yesterday for them. And I was pretty impressed because Hassan Haskins, number 25, I thought was going to have a huge role. He's a rookie out of Michigan, runs very hard, but... Dontrell Hilliard had a huge role last week and Tannehill seemed like he was very comfortable with him and you know how Tannehill finds those guys that he feels comfortable with and throws to pretty much only them um, but Hilliard caught a touchdown was kind of all over the field as a kind of an H-back but he was pretty fast so he, he'll be making an impact and then Traylon Burks Really, really talented freak out of Arkansas. Rookie number 16. Liked this kid a lot. Picked him up in the family fantasy league. <clears throat> they got him basically to replace A.J. Brown. And I think as much as A.J. Brown looked awesome with Jalen Hurts, shout out, have them both in the family league. Uh, as much as A.J. Brown looked awesome for Philly, I think Traylon Burks is going to be very, very awesome. So keep your eye out for them. I'll give you, you know, my my sort of detailed game prediction on the pregame dump at BlueMafia.com probably uh, Saturday, Friday or Saturday. Um, but as far as... My final thoughts heading into the week, I thought that my expectations for this Bills team were high, um, but I had sort of tempered expectations based on you just never know how a team's going to come out with so many people talking highly of them, so many people picking them to go to the Super Bowl. You just didn't know how exactly they were going to come out. But the thing is, Von Miller makes this team a team that has a belt. This team doesn't have a belt, but they have someone who does have a belt. And they thought they had that with Emmanuel Sanders last year. And as much as he seemed like a good guy, it just was never doing it for me. And I'm so happy to see Gabe Davis out there as a true number two because he is a big-time threat. But ultimately, enjoy this because I'm going to say this all year. I don't know if I'll ever see a team as good as this. So enjoy this season. Nothing lasts forever. 
we don't know if we'll ever see a team this talented again in Buffalo. And sure, we might in the next few years, but we might not. I was wrong. Stick around for the top five quarterback matchups around the league. I was three and two on those picks last week. I was a little careful with my pick on the Bills. But if you read the pregame dump at the end, I did say I could also see the Bills totally waxing the Rams, 55-10. I couldn't decide how I saw it last week. It was either going to be a Bills explosion or a good game where the Rams were going to be at home and have an advantage, but they did not have an advantage. The Bills Mafia was... It's pretty special to kind of be a part of a fan base that represents humanity in such a way. But we have uh, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean and the Pagulas and Josh Allen and the rest of this great organization. Thank you for that. Bill's Mafia, we're just a bunch of fucking scabs. But hey, we got a good team and a good organization to root for. And we got a new stadium coming. So thanks for listening. Stick around for the top five quarterback matchups. Around the NFL. Spoo Mafia. It's the implications, baby. We're back. You might have been thinking that we were a little off with our Bills prediction last week, but we're pretty freaking spot on heading around the NFL with our top five quarterback matchups around the league. It was a little bit easier to pick out the top five this week. They really front-loaded that uh, matchup schedule last week. We still got another one here. I got to get this wrapped up so I can watch some of this Monday night game. We got Russell Wilson taking on Seattle. That one will be crazy, emotional. Gino, come on, man. Do something tonight. But hell of a weekend for football fans this week. As we talked about in the open, uh, the top 10 quarterbacks, top 10 paid quarterbacks went 2-6 and six with two D-not plays. And Jalen Hurts is the 56th-ranked quarterback, and he, along with eight other Mid-level quarterbacks when it comes to pay scale, all one. So, here at Blue Mafia, we give you what we think is the top five quarterback matchups with huge implications. Because implications can have playoff implications. They can have the belt implications. They can have implications on who's going to be the starter next week based on how a guy performs. All kinds of implications. It's the implications. So... Coming in at number five, no particular order, sort of in order from beginning of the week to the final game. New order, baby, here at Blue Mafia. Number five, early Thursday. Now you see why we're getting this out on Monday, because there's so many football games every week. Thursday night, no time to take a breath, no time to be hungover, kids, because... Thursday night, we got Justin Laser Beans Herbie Hancock heading to Kansas City. And one of the teams between the Chiefs and the Chargers are not going to be undefeated after only one week. And that is absolutely crazy because there were so many good games last week, but 
You would think both of these teams could be undefeated for a while, but they're not going to be. Because unless they tie, like Davis Mills and Matt Rye, write that one down, Tiny. Herbie Hancock throws absolute lightning rod laser beans. Little tiny laser beans that can fit through a tennis racket 50 yards down the field. Herbie, Mahomes, and Allen are three of the best passers I've ever seen. I'm just going to freaking say it. And the way that the Chiefs have improved, despite losing Tyreek Hill, who looked pretty good with the Dolphins, somehow Andy Reid and the Chiefs have gotten a lot better by losing Tyreek Hill. Sky Moore, number 24, looks awesome. Football player. New number 10. Uh, running back. Can't remember his name right now. He looks fast. Clyde Edwards Hilaire looks good. The Chiefs look better than they ever have. Mahomes looks more in control than he ever has. Who knows? Mahomes not having Tyreek Hill around may show how much better Patrick Mahomes might really be. Because if you think about it, Tyreek Hill came up under this Chiefs tree. And I'm not saying Hill won't be good wherever he goes from now on, but he was not exactly like bopping around the league as a superstar before Patrick Mahomes. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs continue to evolve, but that one is going to be absolutely electric. And I think I probably have to give the edge to Mahomes just because of how good they looked last week. Herbie, good game, great game, but I got to go Chiefs in that one. We're going to keep track all year. I'm three and two right now in these games. Number two, Tua Tuga Viola heading to Lamar Jackson. I had a really weird premonition this week that Lamar Jackson is going to play for the Dolphins next year. The Dolphins look good. Mike McDaniel looks good. The Dolphins fans are already talking shit about the Bills fans, which is exciting because it's about time they had a team that could compete. Uh, without Ryan Fitzpatrick, they haven't really been anything in the last 10 years. I can't even, you know, Tannehill, he did some things. Jay Fiedler, last winning quarterback in Miami. But Tua might be a winning quarterback. And Mike McDaniel plus Tua, both guys a little physically disadvantaged. Both guys a little weird. Both guys a little quirky. Both guys a little small. Telling you, Dolphins might be a problem. And then we got Lamar, no contract, Jackson. I like the way Rashad Bateman looked. He's got number seven on. Always a plus, but he already beat someone over the top, and Lamar ripped three touchdowns last week, so... If you don't think he can pass, he did on the Jets last week. But we'll see what he can do against that Dolphins defense that looked very frustrating for Mac Jones. And Bill Belichick looked so warm, that poor old man. Number three, 
Tom Brady in his white Uggs taking on Jameis the quote Winston. Broski Ryan, older brother, he has been talking about Jameis all offseason. Michael Thomas has not played for three, four years. All of a sudden is frothing at the mouth, screaming like it's a Super Bowl. Jameis has a certain way about him that gets people to perform. And I kind of forgot that he took on Marcus Mariota last week and that they actually actually played against each other. Florida State versus Oregon. Classic. But Tom Brady, even though he wears the weirdest white cleats that you'll ever see a football player wear, he looks pretty sharp. Now, I don't know how long he's going to last because it's not the easiest game to play at 45 years old, which is unbelievable. But he can still rip the cord. And he's still ripping that yo-yo. I don't remember what kind of yo-yos there were, but they were the kind that would stay and go... Those super nice yo-yos, he's still ripping those out to Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Come on. So many weapons for Brady. The Bucks have to play in the Saints. Coach... Dennis Allen, big win for them last week. Pretty big win for the Bucks. I got to go to the Bucks just because it's Tom Brady and they have so many offensive weapons and that defense completely just beheaded the Cowboys. Literally just beheaded Jerry Jones in Dallas on prime time. Devin White is a freak. And Leonard Fournette looked very good. So I'm going to go Bucks. Sorry that I didn't pick number four again. But I'm going to go with the Dolphins again. Surprise. So I've got Pat, the Dolphins, Tua, and I've got Tom Brady. Number two, Kyler, the baby, Murray, Heading to Father Derek Carr. Not a whole lot of time on this one because I'll be watching this one strictly because I hate both of these quarterbacks. Devontae Adams is a very good player. But Derek Carr, three interceptions and a fumble to end the game. Kyler Murray, bunch of stats at the end, playing Madden when the game didn't matter. Got his paycheck. Didn't look like a winning quarterback. Neither one. But I have them on here because we're going to keep our eyes peeled on them. Because they deserve to be under the microscope for how much they get paid. And then, coming in at number one, a couple unsung heroes. Now, Kirk Cousin has gotten the bag several times. But Jalen Hurts, my unsung hero of 2022. I'm rooting for Hurts. Throws a pretty ball. Guy can run. And he's a great leader. 
and I'm rooting for the Eagles this year because they're in the NFC and I can, even though I'm a Bills guy. Western New York ties on the Eagles, as we've mentioned. You just got to love that team. You got to love A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts. It's a collegiate all-star team. That's it. I got Carr because Devontae Adams is a beast and it's in Las Vegas and I've got Kirk Cousins over my guy Hurts just because I think Kevin O'Connell is doing such a phenomenal job in Minnesota. And I'm going to keep my eye on Sean McVay all season long to see how good of a coach he really is now that his whole tree, everyone wants to give the Rams and Sean McVay credit for how talented the pool of coaches that were supporting Sean McVay actually is. So I'm going to be keeping my eye on the family tree of Sean McVay, aka the guys that made Sean McVay's name so popular. I'm going to be keeping an eye on those guys. So LaFleur, Staley, Zach Taylor, Kevin O'Connell, and then Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan too. We're going to keep our eyes on all those young coaches in the future of the NFL. I appreciate you guys listening. I got to get over to this Monday Night Football game. Have a great week. Let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know your list. Thanks, guys.